You're listening to Lionheart Ministries with Scott Jansen. Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of Lionheart Ministries. My name is Scott Jansen, and I'm a pastor out at Westeros Gospel Church, and that's located in Westeros, Alberta, just on the uh, Pigeon Lake. And I'm excited to start these podcasts. I have a bunch of videos that I've done on YouTube under the same name, Lionheart Ministries. You can check it out. Also on Facebook and other platforms. And podcasting is something that I've always been interested in. So this is the very first one that I'm doing on podcast. And hopefully this is going to get to all the different platforms. It's on Spotify. Also... It uh, It's going to be on iTunes and Google, um, what do they call it? Google Podcasts. And so if you have any of those apps, I'm going to be there on those apps under Lionheart Ministries. So I want to talk today about this message called Mission Impossible. Now, I know most of you have seen the movies with Tom Cruise, and I love the movies. I'm a movie buff. I love these movies. I love these action movies. I really enjoyed the last one that he did called Fallout. Uh, It has Superman in it. That's uh, Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise, and and it's just an incredible action film. But the idea behind these Mission Impossible movies is a character by the name of Ethan Hunt. And Ethan Hunt is a guy that's uh, obviously in special operations, military background. You know, it's it's the typical kind of James Bond type of stories. And he's, he's especially gifted in these espionage and that kind of stuff. And he's given a task... And every, you know, it used to be the TV series, and now it's the movies. And he's given a task, and he either chooses to accept it or reject it. Now, I've never seen Ethan Hunt reject a mission. But the, it usually starts out by it saying something like, if you choose to accept this mission... This is what it is. And then at the very end uh, of the recording, it says this message is now going to self-destruct in five seconds. And so Ethan Hunt takes on these incredibly difficult missions. And he always seems to succeed. And the reason I relate to this is because some of these uh, scriptures that are in the Bible and these stories are absolutely incredible. And there's no way that they could have been accomplished by human effort. They had to have had some kind of divine intervention. And that's what I'm looking at. And really, if you want a fuller title to this message, it would be Mission Impossible, The Battle Belongs to the Lord. Because when you really look at it, That's exactly what's happening in our life. No matter who you are, if you're a believer, you're going to face hardships in this life. You're going to face battles. And that's just a guarantee. 
Because not only are you going to fight your regular battles that everybody faces, but you also fight spiritual battles. We have an adversary, the Bible says, that roar, that's roaming around like a lion looking whom he may devour. But the good news is the battle belongs to the Lord. Jesus has already won the victory. And that's the confidence we have. So it doesn't matter what battle we face, we can remember that Jesus has already won. He's already won the battle. He's called us to rest in his finished work on the cross. And so we go through a lot of battles in our life, and and we sometimes make the mistake of fighting in our own strength. I've been there many times, and we fall flat on our face. And then we realize maybe it's a really good idea if I trust in God. Now, I want you to hear me in this because I've been through a lot of stuff. And mostly, the things I've been through have been difficult because I've chosen not to trust God. But rather, to look at the circumstance, to look at the situation that's happening and be terrified by it and then try to come up with a solution. But how much pain could I have avoided if I would have distrusted God in the first place? And I know that many of us have been there. And so I want to talk about this story that's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And this is about King Jehoshaphat. And the story starts out when the messengers came to Jehoshaphat and they told him that they were surrounded by armies. They were very close and they were about to destroy them. And so naturally, Jehoshaphat, he he was afraid by the news. He begged God for advice and ordered that everyone in Judah begin a fast and seek the Lord's help. So Judah... And, and Jehoshaphat, they are in an impossible situation because they're surrounded by a huge army, like far, far outnumbering what they had. So naturally, it was impossible. And just like Jehoshaphat, we too, we tend to respond with fear. And Jehoshaphat knew that he had to trust in God for the victory because naturally there was no way that Judah could defeat all these countries, all these enemies. They were in mission impossible. But how did Jehoshaphat respond after his initial fear? It says that he called a fast. He asked God for advice. He commanded everyone to seek God. So Jehoshaphat shows us a great example of what to do. When we're faced with an impossible situation, we need to seek God. We need to trust him. We need to believe that he can do something to intervene. So are we going to trust God with the impossible situations? Maybe there's something that you're going through right now in your life that seems impossible. Maybe it has to do with a loved one. Maybe it's an illness, a disability. Maybe it's a financial thing, or maybe it's a a life decision, a business thing, a spiritual thing. Whatever it is, I want you to take encouragement today by looking 
at this story. And I want you to look at Jehoshaphat's prayer of faith, 2 Chronicles 20, verses 6 to 9. And I'm going to read it to you here. It says, he prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. Now, do you see the faith of Jehoshaphat? The faith is in his confession of who God is. Jehoshaphat remembered what God had done. When you face difficult, impossible circumstances, remember God's faithfulness. When you are tempted to give in to fear, remember what God has done for you. I am a person who has struggled immensely with anxiety in my life. Health anxiety in particular. To the point where doctors said I'm basically a hypochondriac. And this has been a life story since childhood. And I remember uh, as a child going through this in a very intense way. Um, And I remember a battle that uh, took place even in 2011. Um, I've had battles since then as well that have caused me to, uh, where I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. Multiple hospital visits and such things. But I remember one thing. When I'm in those battles, I remember God's faithfulness. Because all of the things that I feared never happened. They never came to pass. And I remember very clearly when I was first born again, about 1993, and I was just graduating high school. And I can remember the intense fear that I used to struggle with as a kid. I was afraid to fall asleep. I was afraid to dream. I was afraid of so many different things. Bullies, sickness, all kinds of stuff. And I remember when I got saved, I said that sinner's prayer. And I remember trying to go to sleep that night and feeling a very evil presence in my bedroom. And I could hear, not audibly, but I could hear something in my head, a voice, and not a good one. And it would say to me, You need to renounce this decision that you've just made to serve God. And if you don't, I am going to attack you 
in your dreams. And I remember the terror of trying to fall asleep, praying that God would save me. And this went on for two weeks. And I'm surprised I didn't give up. I knew it was the enemy or a demon or something that was saying this to me every single night. Scott, don't fall asleep tonight. I'm going to attack you. And you remember, nothing ever happened. But after two weeks, I got so fed up one night, I said, God, I'm at my breaking point right now. If you don't intervene, I am giving up. And I'll tell you what happened. I've never had such an amazing experience in my life. God's presence filled my bedroom in a tangible way that was so incredible. I literally, physically could feel him holding me as I slept in my bed. He embraced me. He hugged me while I was trying to go to sleep. And that fear disappeared and it never came back. And here I am in 2020. Since 1993, those fears that happened never came back. Because God was fighting for me. Amen. So we go on, let's go back to that story. The Spirit of the Lord came upon a man named Jairazil. And God spoke through him in response to Jehoshaphat's prayer. And he said this. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. That's 2 Chronicles 20, 15-17. Do you see this? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. God himself can fight your battle. No wonder he says, do not be afraid. God is fighting for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? Remember the scripture in Philippians 4, 6-7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. 
Does this scripture sound familiar? God is giving us the antidote to fear and to fearing impossible situations. And the antidote is, don't worry, pray. Tell God what you need and thank him. In other words, worship. You know, I heard this story a while back from this uh, minister on, uh, on television named Jesse Duplantis. And he shared this uh, kind of a humorous story about when he was a child. Him and his friend occasionally came across a neighborhood bully. And the bully would do absolutely terrible things to them. Physically beating on them. And so they came up with an idea of what to do. They wanted to get back at him. He was beating people up. He was doing all kinds of stuff. And so they got this guy, this neighborhood bully, and they, one of them led him and said, hey, uh, hey, why don't you come into this outhouse? There's something in there we want to show you. Now, right away, that's kind of a red flag. But one of the guys, not Jesse, but the, his friend, led this guy in there and says, you've got to see it. There's something in there. You, it's just amazing. And this guy was gullible enough to go inside, and they locked the outhouse door and knocked it over. Now, obviously, that is pretty brutal. And what happened next, though, is this bully's father came running out of the house with a baseball bat or a crowbar, something like that. And Jesse and his friend were petrified in fear. His friend ran, and he was like, Jesse, run, 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 Jesse, run. But Jesse couldn't run. He was so petrified with fear, he was frozen in place. And the the dad got closer and closer. Now, this is right out in front of Jesse's home. And the man's getting closer with his crowbar or baseball bat. And all of a sudden, he hears this sound coming from behind him. It was his mom, his mama, on the porch with a shotgun. And that mama yelled out to that man holding that weapon, that baseball bat, and says, you touch my son, I will blow your head off. And that man, he backed down. Smart guy. And all of a sudden, the fear that Jesse was experiencing, it left. Because he realized that somebody had his back. He realized that the one behind him was more powerful than the enemy in front of him. So all of a sudden, he got, the, he got courage. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you better run. You better run. My mama's going to shoot you. And I wonder sometimes if it's like that when we face the enemy. The enemy comes and he roars and he, and he wants to intimidate and he wants to put fear in us. But what does the Bible say? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
So when we go back to the story about Jehoshaphat, what did we learn from this? He prayed, he fasted, he trusted, he had faith in God, and he remembered God's faithfulness. So I want you to see one last thing before I end this. Now this is in verses 18 to 24. And I think this is really important. It says, Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same thing, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Koath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness to Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord, your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. And after consulting the people, the Israel or the, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. And at that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. And after they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemies had escaped. Wow. Worship is what God commanded them to do. Worship. Now when you are facing a battle, getting ready for war, You would expect something a little more dramatic for the battle plan. But King Jehoshaphat appointed singers to walk ahead of the army because this was a battle that was going to be won in the spirit. Worship can be a form of spiritual warfare. The very moment they began to sing and praise, their enemies were defeated. There is power in praise. So I want to encourage you today. If you are going through a battle praise him through it. And I remember years ago, I was going through a a, a struggle, a sinful struggle in my life. And God said to me, just worship me. And I wondered about that. And I said, God, what does that even mean? God, I mean, I need to focus on the sin that I'm giving into. I need to pray about it. I need to, to, to focus on that. And God, I remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying, when you are thinking about all those things and praying about those things, where is your mind? I said, well, it's focused on the the struggle. And he said, exactly. But if you worship me, where is your focus? I said, well, my focus is on you. And he said, exactly. When you focus on me, I will fight for you. So in conclusion, let's take the advice of King Jehoshaphat. Let's take his example. Even though he feared in the beginning, 
He ultimately decided to trust God, to pray, to fast, to have faith, to remember God's faithfulness, and to praise him through the storm. So I don't know what battle you're facing today, but today is the day for Mission Impossible to turn into Mission Possible. Because with God, all things are possible. Let me pray. Lord, I pray for that person listening right now, that they would be encouraged, that they would walk in victory and freedom, and that they would see your face, they would see your hand of protection leading them through the battle that they're going through. Lord, thank you that you have already won through the cross. And we have victory through you in Jesus' name. Amen.